welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, Dad. that's right. Well, welcome, welcome Felix. Uh, welcome to you. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? Not too bad. I haven't spoken to you at all, have I? No, you haven't. Mm. You're really quite antisocial, considering yeah. we can hardly avoid one another in this current state of affairs. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Yeah. But things are going all right, are they? Yeah, not too bad. Hair's I growing. Mean, hair is to growing. Back, aren't mm-hmm. getting to pin it back, aren't we? I quite like it, pin it back, to be fair. Into a little ponytail on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Like a berserker. Uh, one of those Viking berserkers. Yeah. That's yeah. a compliment. Yes, yes, I'll, I'll I'll say that it is. It is, it is a Viking. Exactly. You looked even more like a berserker when you walked past me while I was on a meeting wearing only your pants. Felix. Yeah, I know. Well, um, <sighs> no, it's it, I can wear what I want in lockdown. That you think? I think so. You are a teenager after exactly. all. Um, but anyway, today's show is going to be fun. Today are we we we're going to sort of break away from the norm a little bit. I'm going to try and interview you a minute. I'm going to try. We've been looking at the scouts and we thought, hmm. Let's find out how one of the young ladies are getting on. So we're going to try and ring uh, Young Scout Poppy shortly. Should we do that? That's perfect. Brilliant. And um, I thought maybe today we could talk about some alternative things, like, I don't know, games or different things to, to do. To keep, uh, yeah. keep you act Well, not active, but well, just take your mind. Actually, stuff, really. yeah, active. Yeah. But I've got a crazy book as well, which is my kind of... Um, it's like my post-lockdown wish list book. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a crazy book. So, um, about places to go. So, we'll do that. Cool. Good. Great. Well, as we say, onwards, onwards and, and forwards. forwards. So, what say we try to ring um, a scout then? Hmm, yeah, who should we ring? Uh, well, I, like I said in the intro, I thought we'd try Poppy. Oh, Poppy, yes. Yeah, because we've spoken to a, a couple of lads. Let's speak to one of the young ladies, shall yes, we? let's do it. So, let me, I've got the number here. Let's see how this goes. Here we go. It's ringing. Try to ignore the dog snoring in the background. Hello? Hi, Skip. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Well, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that it was, was a funny sort of little pause, and it was, Hi. <laughs> hey, so it's, it's Skip and Felix here, and um, we're recording the podcast, Poppy. So we thought tonight that we would interview you on your lockdown experience because everybody's is different. How are you doing anyway? How are you? Well, to be honest, I'm pretty bored. Are <laughs> oh, by this point? No, no. How many weeks in? This is this ninth. Is like two months. Finishes is the ninth week in. Is, is this episode nine? This is episode nine. Good lord. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're nine weeks into lockdown. Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy because. I, I bet no one thought that we were going to be in lockdown for this long. No, I suppose not really. And it's a it's a new experience for all of us, mm. young and old. But um, how has your lockdown been? I mean, have you managed to keep pretty busy? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty busy with schoolwork and everything. I've started writing a story for, um, I think it's BBC Two. There's, they've got this competition 500 words. Uh, no, it's 300. Oh, yeah, 300 words. they've knocked a couple of hundred off. I'm sure it was 500 words. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah, no, that was the big one. I think this one is just like a small one. Okay. You it's not like a big thing. I guess you you just win like a £200 book token. Fantastic. Oh, cool. It's quite hard to write a story in only 300 words, actually. That takes a lot of discipline, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... You, it's quite hard to describe things in detail because you're like oh i'm gonna go over the limit and it's kind of it you struggle to 
find yeah. something that's short but like really interesting. Well, how's it going for you? Well, I've got come up with a good topic about because I'm in year six and and I'm gonna go into year seven soon. Um, I've come up with something uh, about like my worst nightmare for what happens on my on the first day of high school. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> well, it can't be as bad as it was for me in the 1970s, where they used to uh, you used to have to avoid the older kids grabbing you and sticking your head down the loo. But don't worry, that doesn't happen <laughs> anymore. <laughs> that was in the 70s. Um, yeah. Uh, and if you didn't grin and say thank you, they'd just do it again. So, um, and then a friend of mine actually was quite small. I remember, uh, and they took him and they put him high up on top of the lockers and he couldn't get down. Jeez, that's mean. Yeah, there was some pretty mean stuff in those days. Where are you going to go? Um, well, it's between, I guess, St. Thomas More and Tartley. We've, we're in the appeal process for St. Thomas More yeah. because I didn't get in, even though I live, is it 225 me- Yeah, 225 metres away. Good Lord. But, um, I've got a friend whose mum works at Tartley, so... Tartley's I, a very I'm, good school as well. Yeah, she's put right. a good word in for me, so... Great. Well, I hope that goes well well for you. Anyway, yeah. listen, with this writer's deadline, that you've, when's the deadline for your short story? Um, I don't know. I'll have to ask my mum on that one. But um, you should keep all of the drafts and the sort of, you know, the notes and things like that, because uh, it sounds to me like that's got the writer's badge uh, all over it. So we'll have to get you um, your writer's badge for doing that. It sounds brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, I just wrote a plan. I, I downloaded this writing app on my phone because I just can't really be bothered to write anything really long. <laughs> um, so I just did like a rough plan of everything. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing the finer details. Brilliant. And have you done anything, any outdoorsy things in the garden or anything like that, like uh, the camp at home or, or anything like that? Have you been have you been managing to exercise and get out? Well, um we did make a den cool and yeah um also i've also been doing um an exercise bike like oh, every week we were going to talk about den building tonight so that's really that's really useful for the show actually what was your den like well rowan got this tent for her birthday um and so we had like this really big cardboard box so we kind of connected them with the blanket and some pegs <laughs> and then we were just sitting sitting out there in the garden like all day well the weather's been perfect hasn't it so that that must be really good have you got any funny lockdown stories has anything sort of a bit mad happened or odd or yeah definitely have you Rowan was a bit upset so um she persuaded daddy to let us put makeup on him <laughs> it was it, god it was so hilarious now he's one of our leaders so i hope that you have got a photograph yeah definitely because <laughs> i think we'll have to frame that <laughs> <laughs> and i bet he's listening in the background as well he is, he is. And did you do a good job? I mean, was it sort of a full-on sort of drag or or was it more clowny or or was it goth? Uh, it was, was it definitely goth? a sight to behold. Is it definitely, oh, yeah, I bet, yeah. See, um, I don't know. I imagine probably a little bit like kind of David Bowie and his Ziggy Darts art. can't even say it. Stardust. Stardust period, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe not. 
Well, I can send you a picture if you want. Oh, definitely need to be sharing that. I think so. <laughs> I, I've got a feeling Dad might not agree. <laughs> no, Probably that's fantastic. Not. And have you been reading anything interesting? What's your, been your lockdown yeah, read? Um, I've been reading quite a few books and I've got, like, I'm really into history, so I've got some new history books. Oh, cool. What sort of era? Oh, just, like, history in general. I've got a few timeline books and I've got one about the ancient Greeks. I really like the ancient Greeks. I got into history because I read this series of books, Percy Jackson. Yeah. I know. Percy yeah, I Jackson. got really into it. So it made me quite interested in the Greeks and all the myths and everything. The myths are so great. So I got, I got like a, a myth book for Christmas last year. I've got one of them. Have you? Yeah, they're great. I've um I've read a, a sort of Greek mythology novel over lockdown about Circe's, um, which was a fantastic uh, book because it includes so many of the Greek gods and things. But um, I teaching I teach Greek theatre as well, which of course comes from the ancient Greeks, and a lot of the a lot of the old sort of um, legends and things happen in those you know in those uh, stories as well, like the Odyssey or you know. Um, yeah. So fantastic stories, They're always full of kind of terrific tragedies and things. Oh, how yeah. Fantastic. Speaking of Greek ac acting, um, mm. I've got a famous riddle for you from um, one of from a famous playwright. Go on then. Is it from Aeschylus? Um, I don't. I've forgotten his name. Go um, on then. What has what creature has two legs in the morning? Four legs at noon and three. No, that's not. That's, ugh, wrong order. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. What it's has four, four, legs. four legs in the morning, two two legs at noon, and three legs in the evening. Now, this comes mm. from the Theban um, plays by Sophocles, and um, it actually occurs in the story of Oedipus Rex. Thing um, is, you're talking to a professor of theatre, I have to say, but I'm nice, Felix, because I know the answer. It's the it's the it's the riddle of the Sphinx in uh, Oedipus it, Rex. So, so what's yeah. it again? Four legs in the morning. Yeah. Go on, you do it, Poppy. Uh, what what creature has four legs in the morning, two legs at noon, and three legs in the evening? Is it a man? Like you know, when they're a baby, and then when they're yeah, a... yeah. Did you guess oh, that? No, I just worked it out. Poor. Do you know what? The, that's that's quite uh, impressive. Actually, I'm joking. Felix. I studied this as well. Oh, so I knew it <laughs> oh, it's a good one though, and you need to keep asking people. Um, uh, I've uh, um, yeah, it's a great riddle, and that whole story is pretty uh, pretty dark actually. But you know who my favourite character is? Who? Theresius, the blind priest who appears in quite a lot of those Greek tragedies. And the reason I really like him is because he's blind and he's sort of like a prophet, a seer. He's blind, but he's actually the only person who really sees things as they are. And that's kind of ironic. Yeah, um, like um, Odin, when, you know, because he... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he had like, he had an eye missing. He did. He gave and up he, an eye. He was like really wise and everything. That's right. So this idea of seeing, as in, like with your eyes, and seeing, as in knowing. Crikey, this conversation's got pretty academic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Poppy, have you got any um, advice or anything you'd like to say to the scouts out there? Yeah, it. You really need to like keep doing exercise because 
if if I didn't think if I did, then I would probably get, you know, like really, really, really bored and like I didn't I would probably get ill because I wouldn't get enough vitamin C. Yeah, that's true. Well, um Poppy, you are one smart cookie and we've really enjoyed interviewing you for the podcast. Yes. Yeah, and you'll be able to hear it later. So um thank you very much. That's thank been you. a lot of fun. <laughs> all right and i hope you know that we all might see each other soonish yeah. whatever happens keep on scouting all right see you then see ya bye, bye. what a great conversation yeah it was great so yeah. poppy sounds like she's you know uh, i mean she said it's boring i suppose it is at times but it sounds like she's doing all the right stuff she's doing she the school work really that the historical stuff i mean that's high level stuff that no exactly it's kind Maybe of a level it's, stuff isn't yeah, it no, I, I learned that in a level so yeah very good and the den building we're going to talk about that today so why don't we talk a little bit about the book you're holding next should we do that yeah let's do it so we have a book section you do a book and i'll do a book yeah that sounds perfect for me what's the book you've got it looks great so i've got the treehouse book Oh, it's a um, weekend project book. I bet you can't. Look at that on the cover. An amazing treehouse on the cover. Doesn't look like a single weekend to me. No. <laughs> Could be a few house, houses you can actually build. Yeah, if you're a little skilled. I tell you what, that's an amazing treehouse. It really is. Well, anybody, you, I, I suppose, really, this is about what Poppy said. This is about den building. And dens can be built with anything from, like, cardboard boxes and blankets, as Poppy yeah, exactly. to more serious materials, if you happen to have them. But old pallets are really good for kind of knocking apart with, as long as you've got an adult to kind of help you do that, because there's a lot of kind of nails and things in them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a good place to start, I suppose, thinking about making a little treehouse or something. Tell us about this book. Well, um, so you open it off. First page, back five, David and uh, Jeannie Styles. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Um, and so, what's well, a big introduction. Well, it tells you all about trees. It tells you about the tree growth. A lot of information about the trees uh, and its healing and the proper way to cut a tree. Oh, yeah, because um, you can actually hurt trees, can't you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you can hurt yourself if you're sawing a branch above your head. Yes, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Um, always t maybe tie a rope to a branch and um, yeah. sawing it. Yeah. So... Um, there's a lot of stuff about trees and the fact that they move. So it kind of shows you how to use rope and things, which kind of allows the tree to move and things yeah. like that. That's good, isn't it? It's something called a flexible rope connection. But actually, and uh, basic tools, um, things we recognize, right? What What is the... Um, isn't that a... Uh, a saw. That a, oh, yeah. And isn't, isn't that a... Uh, a lump hammer. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that a... What's that? A, a claw hammer. Oh yeah, I was just testing you. Just Very good. Okay. A spirit level is a good idea. Now, a spirit level isn't a sensible ghost. Yeah. Did yeah, you like that joke? Yeah, that was that was quite good. Actually. It's something that you make things seem level with, and there are lots of all the usual tool sets really. So you Maybe probably need to talk to an for that. A what? Uh, an owl. Adult. Of an adult. As you say, I don't think an owl will stay around while you're hammering oh, nails into its tree. That's not me, and <laughs> that's very rude, young man. Um, um, yeah, no, there's... Oh, well, there's lots of different lots kind of, of techniques for putting nails in and stuff. That's clever, isn't it? Yeah, that is clever, actually. 
And there's one uh, how to get in and one. Curve. But listen, I, get onto the tree houses. Show me some pictures. Great. Okay. So there's um, all sorts of ways. So this is a great book if you want to get it on uh, Amazon. Um, and it really does actually. Can it, it, you, so planning. you build a platform. So you have to plan a platform of such, which could only be a couple of feet off the ground. It doesn't have to be like huge or anything, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it shows you how to build the kind make sure of. Make you have your planks and everything ready. Yeah. So it shows you how to build sort of a floor. Remember our house out, you know, remember our uh, tree out there? Mm. And I used to just, I didn't have a tree house, but I'd just sit on the tree branch and eat my dinner. You did, but you also just sat on the shed roof. That was your sort of tree house. Oh, yeah, that was my tree house. Mm. And then, um, hmm. Get onto the tree houses. Forward. It is quite a big book, actually. Look at that one. How to build a roof so that the tree goes through the middle of the tree house. Oh, wow. That'd be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Except that wouldn't the rain come in? Well, I suppose it would only slide down the tree, wouldn't it? Oh, no, it says cork any gaps with roofing cement. That's a very clever idea. That is really clever. I like that. I'd like to stay in one of these as well. Mm. Free, uh, there's loads of different ones. You can. Do, it shows you for the type of tree you have. Um, you can have one on the floor. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not one on the floor. But some of them aren't very high, which is great. Yeah, I don't think. Remember the one in, um, what's it, Moonlight, Moonlight Kingdom? Oh, that film, about, that film about scouts. Yeah, there's... Um, a crazy tree house in that. Yeah, sorry about the TV, by the way. Greta's watching the film. Yes. Um, yeah, no, um... What? Yeah, and someone's screaming <laughs> on the TV. Uh, anyway, um, you know, the one in in that movie, mm. uh, there's a the tree house on it. It's about at the top of this incredibly tall tree. Um probably the most dangerous treehouse I've ever it, seen. It is absolutely, life. it's absurd, isn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you what though, there's loads of colour photographs at the back of this one. There's one that looks like a boat that's been stuck in the tree, which is kind of cool. That's really cool. Um, some of them are on freestanding platforms. Oh some gosh, some are one. really small. They're really good and clever, aren't they? I'd love to make a treehouse. Yeah, so would I. That's got me thinking. So there you go. Dens can also be built, of course. But yeah. yes. So that book is called what? A weekend project book. Tree houses you can actually build. By David and Jeannie Styles. And it's published by Horton Mifflin. Never heard of Horton Mifflin. Anyway, sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds very good. Brilliant. What's your book? Right. Well, my book um, is uh, thinking about you know the world after lockdown, and it's an exp it's called Atlas Obscura. It's brilliant. I love this book, right? It's an explorer's guide to the world's hidden wonders. And you can open the book at any page and find something, a crazy place to go. So I'm, I'm going to challenge you now. Open the book. And as long as it's not, as long as it's kind of age appropriate, um, let's have a look where we got. We've got the Arctic National Forest. Um, in the Pacific Ocean. In the Pacific Ocean. Uh, Hawaii, yeah, and it's just a, sorry, it's oh, in Hawaii. This is Hawaii. The haiku stairs haiku in Hawaii. Stairs, sorry, we got the wrong bit. They look. Open a different one. They're stairs up a mountain. They are pretty amazing, but um, not one of the crazier ones. Here we go. Well, I've just seen a crocodile riding a bike. So there's the Abita Mystery House, a reed organ and king collection, a comb collection, comb. crashed right. UFO, <laughs> and a doggy gator, which is the one riding the bike. So it's a collection of strange oddities. That like sounds quite good. A bit like Ridley's, believe it or not. Is, isn't it? Where's that? Where is it? Oh, it's in New Orleans. Springs. New Orleans. New Orleans in America. Uh, 
Let's find That's a really cool let's find one. a gravy a really crazy one. Australia's big things. Oh, apparently Australia's got massive things. Like there's a magic there's a massive pineapple. There's a massive crocodile in Wombai. There's a big banana a in Tuff's heart, which is actually a cafe. Is she a giant koala? That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, there is hmm. Oh, there's loads of stuff, isn't there? It's a brilliant book. I absolutely love long. it. Ned Charno's Rock Garden. Let's find. Um, there's one in Spain which I saw earlier, right? And it's the world's biggest natural, um, solar, uh, heater oven. Oh, really? And it's like a massive building, multi-story, and the whole thing has got a mirror on the side of it, and it's kind of shaped. And all the mirrors point convexly at one little cooking pot, at one little place. Oh, cool. And apparently the temperature in that little place can get up to 6,000 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Like lava uh, It can generate electricity. It can, you know, it's just the... Apparently it's absolutely brilliant. That's mental. I want to find... A, there are so many mad places that you can go to in this book. It makes me wonder if I've actually been to any. I must have I must have been to one. Like opening a Ridley's Believe It or It not. really is amazing, isn't it? Mm. Let's find a really mad one, shall we? And a really mad one. Oh, look. Oh, the Orlando me. Towers. Bungee jumping from brightly painted former curling towers. And they're like massively painted. Oh, and that's in Johannesburg. So that's South Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, some crazy buildings as well. Spaceship architecture of the Arctic. There's some crazy space-like architectural buildings and constructions in the Arctic. But that's not a place you can go very easily. I don't know, exactly. The Museum of Clean. Why is it just um, Don Aslett was the king of clean, the ruler of an empire of cleaning products and janitorial service, services. So um, there's actually a museum of, of clean um, that sounds, in Utah in America. Oh. So that's my crazy there's book. There's a museum for everything, isn't there? Yeah, Atlas Obscura. I like it. Love it. That's our books. That's our books. Talking about think, things to keep you, uh, you know, active during a um i was just looking through you know um social media and stuff and uh, you know download festival been cancelled yeah well guess what they're doing tomorrow what doing a live stream of doom yoga doom yoga yeah <laughs> what's doom yoga i have absolutely no clue is it connected to the the, the video game doom i don't think so because there's doom metal isn't there Oh yeah, which is like a. I so they're going to do like doom a, yoga. I bet it's yoga to sort of like thrash metal or something. Well, I, if it's to do metal, it'd be like slow black metal. That's what I, I see doom as. To be right. Okay. I so think. that right. Can you tell us what that's like next week? I expect oh, to tomorrow. see you. Yeah. Well, like, but oh, tell us yeah. next week. I expect to Doing see you Warren. in your yoga pants and. I'm going to um, be a new man. Levitating. Yes. <laughs> upside down. I can't wait. Saying on. Fantastic. <laughs> Very good. Now, the the other lockdown thing that occurs to me that people might be... Is actually... Have you been playing any games? I've been playing loads of games. I don't mean video games, though. I mean, like, let's get off the video... Because obviously there's lots of those. But I mean, like, board games, that sort of thing. Um, not really. Have you? Um, I haven't. Well, you know I haven't, and I know you haven't. <laughs> yeah. But perhaps we should. I got this brilliant 
very um, satisfying game at Christmas called Burgle Brothers. Which was suggested by a friend, wasn't it? It was. A friend of mine interviewed the designer of it. Okay. Burgle Brothers is really clever. It, it sort of, it, it comes in um, a little box, which, uh, and you sort of set up these three floors of this building. It's difficult to explain. And you all, nobody, no one of you is the winner. Um, you all work as a team of robbers and you have to work your way through this building, emptying the safes. But you're constantly being um, hunted by security guards. And, do you, and can you lose this game? Yeah, it actually gets really tough, uh, especially if you play by the rules, the proper rules. Um, yeah. You know, they can catch you and stuff. Um, you know, and then, but every everybody either wins it or everybody loses it. So it's like a heist game, like yeah. doing heist, like Ocean's Eleven or something. And it's so much fun. And you each have a different kind of character. And each game lasts for about 45 to 90 minutes. Mm. And it's beautifully designed. And the characters are the Rigger, the Raven. The Peterman, don't know what that means. The Juicer, the Acrobat, the Hacker, the Rook, the Hawk, and the Spotter. I was the Raven last time. You were. And it's just a really beautifully designed game, and I massively recommend it. So that's Burgle Brothers, and it's a game by Tim Fowler, Fowers. rather. Um, just go to burglebrothers.com. But yeah, it's be, it's really good. I love it. So there you are. I'm going to put that down now. So that's my, that's my kind of... Game of the week. We haven't had game of the week before. Game of the, the week. So Felix, yeah, I'm going to play the weather harp of happiness. Please do, and uh, then you can do the weather. Are you ready? Oh, I see. Here comes the weather harp of happiness. Today and tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll see high temperatures and plenty of warm sunshines across the UK. Very good. Um, although tomorrow's tomorrow going to be hottest. Be one of the hottest days. Yeah. Hottest day of the year, I reckon, oh, so far. You know. That's going to be so... Very hot. Yeah. Very, very, very hot. And then... Um, thunderstorms always follow hot. I don't know why it is. Oh, yeah. I like, later, I like a good on. thunderstorm. Hmm? I like a good thunderstorm. Uh, same here. I, you know what my favourite weather is? What? When it's, like, not... It's not really hot, but it's it's warm, and it's like it's like and then it's slightly spitting, and there's a rainbow, and then there's a storm later. My favourite weather is when it's really sunny but icy. And that doesn't snowy. make any sense. Yeah, it's a beautiful days when it's when it's cold and crisp. Do you live sunny. at like Beauty and the Beast's mansion where you know it's like half is in the snow? I do, yeah. In middle you look of like you do, to be honest. Oh, that's really rude. I don't. <laughs> look at, I don't look at anything like Beauty. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> you, you are very nice. Well, you look like the candle. Oh, thank you. Character. <laughs> uh, on with the weather. Anyway, after the thunderstorms on Thursday, it gets it gets a bit cooler, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. What's the weekend look like? Um, the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so Thursday, um, and Thursday and the weekend is going to be showery. A few quite cooler. That's not, no not, good. Not too cold. Well, that's the weather. Uh, we did that a bit rubbish. Just like you. <laughs> it's horrible to me. Well, onto that then. After that, rather not onto that. After that, 
debacle. Yeah. Um, shall I do the book of the week? Yes. The, uh, not the book of the week. The, the, the book that we're reading. <laughs> buckle and well, it is buckle and squash and the monstrous moat jargon. Now we've already done book of the week. Yes. Um, now in 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 uh, the monstrous moat dragon, uh, lavender has been locked in a cell cell in a castle by the evil Mordmont. Oh yeah. Uh, think she thought she was there to get to sort of meet her prince, uh, but he's yeah. locked her in a he's locked her in a stinky cell, which doesn't suit her at all. No. And um, Eliza is on her way to try and save her. So this is chapter 12 in which there is a vision. Oh, let's mm. hear it. Forests aren't scary, Eliza said to Gertrude as they picked their way through the darkness. Forests are just trees. And what's scary about trees? Nothing really, said Sydney the tree, who they happened to be passing. Exactly, said Eliza. There's nothing to be scared of. And anyway, Lavender's probably fine. Maybe she's been kidnapped by a nice kidnapper who just wants to practice French conversation. Or play cards. Or learn how to faint. Everything's fine. There's no reason to be scared. Halt, said a voice from out of the darkness. Um, hello? I am Boris the Wise. The voice said. It seems to have developed a slight Welsh accent then. <laughs> I know what you seek and I can help you. That's quite good. You're not, thank you. You're not another wizard, are you? Said Eliza. Certainly not, said the voice as a lantern appeared in the darkness. And Eliza saw a figure crouched next to a large black cauldron. Uh, she had a face as... <laughs> oh, that's where it all goes wrong. Yeah. Boris the Wise is a woman. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll have to change the voice now. She had a, a face as wrinkled as a raisin that's been in the bath for a really long time. Is that Boris the Boy's name? <laughs> yes. Like Eliza, she had bright red hair. It sprang out of her head in all directions as if it was quite embarrassed to I be there in the first place. Voice. Okay. And was trying as hard as it possibly could to leave her head. As Eliza stepped closer, she deduced that Boris the Wise had not washed in a while as she smelt a little bit like a stagnant badger. And Eliza was quite wrong about that. Boris had bathed in some pigeon poo only yesterday. Oh. That's right. I can help you. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Eliza says first. I'm looking for Mordmont's castle, said Eliza. I can help you, but my wisdom comes at a price, Boris replied with a crooked smile on her face. What do you want? asked Eliza. Only... Your knees, said Boris. My knees? Your knees. Just for a day or two. For I'm trying to fix my roof. And you should try getting up there with these knees. I've lost my accent now. <laughs> <laughs> you accept? Um, no. Excellent, muttered Boris. She agrees. She gazed down into a cauldron. Uh, stirring it with a large spoon and mumbling strange words under her breath. Words like, Gimbles, Kimbles, Tilly, Tom, Tickle, Flub and Halibut. Eliza crept closer and gazed into the cauldron too, but all she could see in it was some watery soup and a single sad-looking turnip. I see it now! Boris sh suddenly shrieked. The turnip of destiny! Hearken! It'll come to your aid. Do not forget. There the vision fades, fades, fades. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's coming back. No, it's just an advert. 
It has gone. She sighed and then fixed Eliza with a steely look. That's quite funny seeing adverts in like cauldrons of spells. <laughs> Be gone, child. It is over. Get thee hence. But Eliza didn't go anywhere, possibly because she didn't know where hence was. She looked down into the cauldron and then up at Boris again. Are you quite sure that was the turnip of destiny, she said. Only, I was looking into the cauldron and the turnip in it. Well, it, it just looked like an ordinary turnip to me. I don't really think you deserve my knees. You haven't told me where to find Maudmont's castle. Child, you know less than nothing. That is the turnip of dinner. And what I saw in my vision was a turnip of destiny. They're completely different turnips. And if you can't tell the difference between a real turnip and a visionary turnip, that's not my affair. Now get lost. Go on, scram. No, not that way. Castle's the other way. That's right. Just over the hill. And then turn left. Be gone. So Eliza and Gertrude rode off. Oh. That was a strange sort of moment, Answer. all told. Yeah. Silly old bat, thought Eliza. As if she could borrow my knees. What a completely ridiculous idea. And she looked down at her legs. Ah! <laughs> oh, she's got the oldest knobbly knees you've ever seen. Look, she's got oh, Boris's gosh. knees. <laughs> Chapter 13, in which Lavender makes a discovery. Locked in a cell, Lavender stood and shivered. She stared at the damp pile of straw in the corner and the spider's webs hanging from the ceiling, and she felt like the ground beneath her might be about to give way. And since she was in a badly built castle on an island floating in the middle of a moat, that might well have been true. I'm trapped, she thought. The ransom is never going to arrive. I'll be locked in here until I'm really old, like 22 or even older. <laughs> Do you think I, yeah, I've got a problem here, right? She's thinking those words. Does she still lisp when she's thinking? Um... I don't know. Do you do you think in your own voice? I thought you were about to say to me, "Do you think in your own lisp?" And then I would have no. said, "Have I got a lisp?" No. Do you? Do you oh, what, I have got voice. a bit of a lisp. I don't know if I think you, in you my own like voice. This. Yeah, this is how I imagine you thinking. Go on. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah, well, that's all, that's all you ever hear when I speak. Anyway, since she couldn't bear thinking about it, she curled up on the damp straw bed and opened up her book of fairy tales. The page, the page fell open on the tale of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, there oh, you go. You the oh no, it's you. You look like a warthog. And this is from the book. Moments earlier, the man in front of her had been a hideous beast, but as she kissed him, there was a flash of light. Before her stood the handsome prince she'd been dreaming of. Oh, it is me. You're right. A wicked fairy put a curse on me, he told her. She turned me into this hideous beast. Only by finding true love could the purse be broken. Your kiss has broken the spell forever. You're the hideous beast now, then. Well, when, I'm, when I get kissed, I'm just going to be as handsome as they come. <laughs> Suddenly, everything fell into place. Lavender slammed the book shut, jumped up and started to pace around the tiny room. She thought of Maudmont's yellow teeth, teeth that looked like they belonged to a warthog, and of his wild, wire, wiry eyebrows that looked like they belonged to a, a warthog, and of his warts, which also looked like they belonged to a warthog. 
Of course, Maudmont was the beast. Oh, no. Yeah, she got that wrong. It's you. Lavender thought of everything he'd said to her from his first words. Enchanted. A real curse. Soon my life will be transformed. Because he's got a lisp as well. This is the happiest day of my life. I might look beastly to you, but underneath I'm a lovely prince. Mormont didn't actually say that last bit, though. <laughs> Mordmont really is a handsome prince after all, Lavender thought. He's just trapped by a terrible curse, which has transformed him into a beast. Turned his beautiful castle into this hideous ruin. And what did a book say? could break the spell. True love's first kiss. That's it, she thought to herself. Only true love can break the spell. I just need to see Maudmont as the handsome prince. He really is. And see this room as the beautiful room it surely is. That stall in the corner was probably a beautiful dressing table. The pile of straw was a beautiful four-poster bed, and that large hairy spider was probably just an unlucky footman called Graham, trapped by an evil curse. Oh, poor Graham, Lavender said, and she stroked the spider's hairy back. Don't worry, Graham. It's all going to be all right. And she whispered before breaking into a thong. Here we go. Here like we more go. songs, yeah. Once the spell is broken, my prince will be revealed. All handsome and kind and polite and refined, and I'll be wined and dined. I can see in my mind that he's one of a kind. In my heart he's um, enshrined, and our stars are aligned where our fates are entwined. Now I've found peace of rind said Bonnet, appearing at the door. Oh, thank you, said Lavender, whirling around, her eyes glowing with happiness. Rind soup, said Bonnet, as he handed her a bowl of thin grey soup through the bars. It looks delicious, Lavender replied, for she knew that the food was enchanted, and if only she could see it as it really was, it would be something like a slice of double dark chocolate fudge cake with extra chocolate ice cream. It just looked like thin grey soup. But Lavender could imagine how gooey and delicious it looked and how sweet and delicious it tasted, with all the different layers of chocolatey deliciousness just stacked on top of each other. Oh, this must have taken hours to make, said Lavender. Not really, said Bonnet. Well, you're very kind. Oh, thank you, your um, highness, said Bonnet, shyly, his heart melting. Not literally melting, because he'd die, wouldn't he? I mean, you understand, that would have been disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the least I could do, he said with a shrug, which was true. It really was the least he could have done. It was pretty poor soup. Yeah. Bonnet trudged off down the stairs, thinking how kind and polite princesses were. I wish I could help her, but I'm only a tiny giant. What can I do? Bonnet thought to himself, absent-mindedly swinging the keys to Lavender's cell. Very nice. Yes. Um... I am going to do chapter 14 now, Felix, in which Maudmont reveals the secret sweet side that no one knew he had. And following that chapter title, there's just two blank pages. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's got a sweet side. Next week, in chapter 15, there's, there's going to be a kiss. Very nice. Uh, I enjoyed that. There we go. That was the, the chapter from uh, Buckle and Squash. Very good. Yes, by Sarah Courthold. Very good. Excellent.
pretty full show that actually. it was a great show it was didn't do, did, we didn't do not of the week uh, or or, no, or no, no, badge no. of the week but actually we'll next week. yeah you got to shake it up a bit haven't you you get exactly you have You've got to keep it different different every time yeah yep. now you can go off back up to your sort of uh, stagnant pond upstairs yes. now because because i'm, I'm sick of the sight and smell of you frankly yeah well uh you can go back to the pigsty you've made in the garden excellent where you, where you live now i'll do that okay right. see you then see ya bye bye bye